Window World is proud to present Kevin Keatsman Has Issues. Simply the best for less at windowskansascity.com. Should be a fun sports weekend ahead. We have some unusual things taking place that don't happen all the time or all that often, including the World Cup, 9 o'clock Saturday morning, United States versus the Netherlands. And I probably will be watching on my phone because we will be at AT&T Stadium in Dallas for an 11 o'clock kickoff between Kansas State and TCU. We'll have more on the college football game in just a moment. And also your Chiefs-Bengals preview coming up. I want to take a couple of minutes, and I won't, I won't belabor this point, uh, talking about soccer, but it is a very interesting fact that some really good teams have been knocked out of the World Cup now, and the United States is still playing. These are very young players, and soccer is that sport where if you don't give up a goal... It's pretty hard to lose, and that's where this thing rests against the Netherlands, which is typically a very good team, and the United States is an underdog in this match, but a lot of people seem to think they could win it. The way they've played defense in this tournament has been spectacular. We will see. Christian Pulisic says he's going to play. He's been day-to-day all week after the just ugly, ugly-looking injury that sent him to the hospital, but he says he'll be ready to go, and wouldn't it be something if the United States won a knockout match. That's what this is now. It's win or go home. If it is a tie, it goes into extra time and then eventually a shootout after a whole bunch of extra time. But I I think we know what the United States game is here. All right. They're not a prolific scoring team. They're going to try to not give up a goal. And if they can do that, I suspect they'll have a chance to win this thing. So we'll see. The big story out of the World Cup really has been internationally what goes on in some of the countries of the teams that are competing, and most specifically, the attention that was paid to the United States-Iran matchup where the U.S. won 1-0. And so many things have happened because we saw the Iranian players in the previous match not sing the national anthem for their country. Then when they lost the United States and it ended the World Cup, people celebrated in Iran because they thought it was a knock on the government. It was their way of protesting that they are somehow unhappy with being Iranians or having the government in place that runs Iran with the Supreme Leader and all this other nonsense. All the oppression against women. Look, these people see how the world is. You you cannot keep it from people anymore. It's on their phones. They have phones. They see it. They know what freedom is, and they want it. It is quite a contrast in the United States because we're trying to squash freedom and liberty while other countries are burgeoning and trying to have it like we have it And we have a party in control right now that doesn't like what we are. They apologize for what we are. The whole world wants to be us. And the Democrat Party apologizes for who we are and says, we need to change. We need to be like the rest of the world. We all know that's pathetic. But nothing more pathetic than what happened in Iran. When several people were celebrating in the streets after the United States won over Iran, including one man who was so excited he started honking a horn and making noise and was shot and killed by police. His crime was he offended his government. He celebrated too much. He protested too much. This was a way of protest. Celebrating the loss was a way of protesting the supreme leader and the Ayatollah. And a man was shot and killed. It's a terrible story. A lot of people have been arrested. They could be in jail for a long time. They're bogus crimes. They're crimes against the government is what they say. Crimes against the government. And I started contrasting that. And if you want to see even a bigger contrast between countries like that and the United States, think about this. The people who hate America and protest against America and kneel for the national anthem and make big public displays are protected by the Constitution to do that. They not only do not face any penalties, 
they not only don't get arrested, although if you protested on January 6th, you have a problem. If you're protesting against America, your freedoms and liberties are protected by the Democrat Party and the people in charge. And you've been able, over the last few years, to become a multimillionaire as someone who hates America, as an American citizen. Think of all the people who have become millionaires of hating America. It is a complete cottage industry. Colin Kaepernick's right at the front of the line, but he's not alone. There are all kinds of musicians and celebrities. There are demonstrators. There's Black Lives Matter. There's one organization after another. If you hate America, woke corporations will enlist you. Megan Rapinoe, the women's soccer player, has made millions off hating America. It's insane. We allow not only free speech, we'll turn you into a millionaire if you hate America. In Iran, you get shot and killed. What a contrast in the world. The Chiefs are at Cincinnati on Sunday, the 3 o'clock kick. And it's, I think it surprised some people this week that this is the game the Chiefs want to win. Not sure I know what that means. I, I guess if Andy Reid is involved in that, maybe there was a little more time in the offseason looking at the Bengals and certainly the Bills and saying, what must we do to match up better against this team? The first thing the Chiefs did was overhaul their secondary. Trent McDuffie is healthy. He's a rookie, but he's healthy. We know good rookies can play in this league. The secondary, except for Legereus Sneed, is basically all different. Justin Reed is the new safety. While he isn't Tyron Matthew in his prime, he's a very good player. He's a team leader, and he's speaking out. He's been very open this week. That the second he got here, he heard from teammates, veterans, that were here last year. The game on the schedule they won is Cincinnati. After losing leads against Cincinnati twice, Patrick Mahomes throwing an interception, blowing an 18-point lead. I mean, there's just so many things happen against the Bengals. Chiefs kind of had to look in the mirror and say, how are we going to beat this team? Well, we'll find out Sunday. The Bengals have won 7 of 9 after starting 0-2. Joe Burrow is one cocky SOB that nobody really likes. Chiefs need to beat this team. They need to enter the playoffs knowing they can beat this team. This needs to not become a thing. At the same time, this eliminates the Bengals from the one seed versus Kansas City. If the Chiefs win this game, it, it just they're done. It eliminates them from the one seed. The Chiefs lose, they're back in it, the Bengals are, because they'll have a tiebreaker over Kansas City, as a lot of teams will. Many people believe the Chiefs can lose this game and still be the one seed, because the schedule's pretty easy down the stretch. That would mean winning out. Well, they could win out. But you better leave room for a surprise, like losing to the Raiders or giving up 38 points to Seattle or something weird like that at the end of the year. It's all possible. A win this week could just wrap up the AFC for the one seed. It has been interesting to see the Chiefs taking shots at Cincinnati, and they have verbally been giving them poster board material this week. Justin Reed has done that, and he wasn't even here last year, saying we're going to lock down everybody. Everybody's getting locked down this time. I'm here. We've changed the secondary. Everybody's getting locked down. The Bengals ignored it for a large part this week until it happened again. And more players in Kansas City started popping off. And now we see Jamar Chase of the Bengals, a tremendous receiver, just eats the Chiefs alive. And is the best player I've ever seen at not getting called for offensive pass interference. He has fired back at Justin Reed and talked trash back. And that is, in my opinion, a mistake by the Bengals. Just ignore the Chiefs. Get in their head by ignoring them. You fire back, then they know they've, they, you're sparring with them, and this thing's going to be chippy. It's going to be scrappy. It's going to be some football game on Sunday afternoon. Juju Smith-Schuster practiced. 
Kadarius Tony did not. Kadarius Tony is the Chiefs kick returner, the punt returner. And he it looks like he is out for Sunday. Jarek McKinnon has not practiced so far this week through practices on Thursday. Everyone else is expected to play. This is the game you will play if you're hurt. If you've been with the Chiefs and you're going to play one game injured this year or hurt, this is the one you're going to play. Everyone on the team is saying it. Justin Watson, sounds like, will be the punt returner at the start. Trent McDuffie may get a, so- a shot at returning a punt or two. And everybody is buzzing this week about the Travis Kelsey podcast. Travis Kelsey and his brother Jason Kelsey of the Eagles had Patrick Mahomes on as their guest. And Patrick Mahomes told a draft story. He just let it all out. He said at the Combine, when he met with the Chiefs, he knew he'd be meeting with them the next day. Matt Nagy, now back with the Chiefs, at that time with the Chiefs, secretly gave Mahomes plays from the playbook and said, we're going to be meeting you tomorrow, and Andy's going to be asking you about these plays. What you do, what what you think. Mahomes said he stayed up all night before meeting with the Chiefs, studied all those plays, and came in and just blew Andy away. Apparently at the time, Nagy never told Andy Reid he did this. He gave away, this is like a cardinal sin. You don't give away plays. Unless you're the head coach, you can do whatever you want. But he did because Nagy loved Mahomes and wanted the Chiefs to draft Mahomes and he wanted to impress Andy Reid. It's really interesting because that's Nagy saying he's taking some credit. Brett Veach is taking credit. A lot of people have taken credit here for drafting Patrick Mahomes. Andy Reid, for his part, hasn't said much about that. He said, listen, this was other people telling me this is the guy. Let's do this. And I went along with it. It's basically what, what Andy was told. Andy looked at a college player, didn't win any football games. And I'm sure thought, well, you know, I see arm talent. Met the young man, like him. He seems smart. He gets the offense, but I just didn't see win any games. And that's problem. I know that's problematic. It's always problematic for teams. But then Mahomes goes on to say, it wasn't just that. He started getting interviewed by all the other teams in the draft. And he says later on, Mahomes is now taking credit for coming to Kansas City, saying this is where he wanted to play. I'm guessing Mahomes was looking at it thinking, okay, this is fairly close to where my mom lives in Dallas. My family's in Texas. Andy Reid's an offensive head coach. It's quite an offense. You know, you've seen Alex Smith. He's near the end. Alex Smith was, remember, when, when Mahomes got drafted, Alex Smith was the number one rated passer in the NFL. People don't remember that. Alex Smith was the number one rated passer in this league. That's how good the offense is. So I think Mahomes saw that. He now says, I wanted to be drafted by the Chiefs. And he called the Chiefs and told them prior to the draft, if I get to 12, I'm gone. These other teams have already told me. I guess you can do that. Is there a reason you can't do that? Not the agent. Apparently, Patrick Mahomes said, listen, guys, if I get to 12, it's over. I'm getting picked there. That was the Saints, right? And he says, there's several other teams. If I get there, it's over. You're going to have to trade up to get me. And he said he really wanted to play for the Chiefs. He gave him the intel. The Chiefs trade up to 11 with Buffalo. And they get Patrick Mahomes. Now, Buffalo's fat and happy. They've got Josh Allen. They're perfectly fine with that. It apparently worked out for them, although it did not look like it was going to work out in any way, shape, or form. It's a hell of a story. Patrick Mahomes unloading this one on Travis Kelsey's podcast that he told the Chiefs, if I get to 12, I'm gone. You better trade up to at least 11 if you want me. And that's exactly what the Chiefs did. So a lot of people running around taking credit for the Chiefs drafting Mahomes. We may not know the complete story until it's all over way down the road, but right now most people believe this is a Brett Veach thing. Brett Veach was sort of embedded as 
with an assistant agent to Lee Steinberg, a young man who was very close to Patrick Mahomes' mom and the family. And he kept calling Veach saying, Mahomes is the guy, Mahomes is the guy. Other teams ignored him because he was like a junior agent. He was the guy out working the family, trying to get Mahomes to sign with Lee Steinberg's agency. This was the younger agent. Brett Veach and him struck it off. The same age. Apparently, they had a lot in common. He just kept wearing Veach out about how great Mahomes is. And he kept watching and watching and watching. And it's fair to say that Brett Veach watched more tape and evaluated Patrick Mahomes more than anyone else in the draft. And in the end, he said, Andy, we got to get this guy. So I think most of the credit goes right there, if not to the assistant agent to Lee Steinberg, who was really pushing Patrick Mahomes to Kansas City. Great, great story. Big 12 championship game Saturday. I expect this one to be high scoring. The total is 60.5. It's pretty hard. to If this doesn't go over, if this does not go over, Kansas State wins this game and wins it rather easily. If it's a high-scoring game, all bets are off. I think these teams are going to go back and forth. Could be in the 30s, maybe up into the 40s. It could be one of those games. Here's what Kansas State's calling card has been this year. If you haven't watched them play, it's a little complicated. You don't really stop people in college football for a long period of time. Kansas State this year did. They had a handful of games where they didn't give up a touchdown. That ain't happening in this game. Okay, that was against lesser opponents. But you watched, if you saw any of the K-State-KU game last week, you saw KU for about 20 to 25 minutes march up and down the field and put, what, 21 points on the board in the first half? Pretty darn good performance. And K-State looked like they weren't going to stop them all night. My phone was blowing up. I had buddies going, I quit. We suck. This defense is terrible, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, dude, seriously, they've done this before. They gave up 31 to Texas in the first half and three in the second half. Chris Kleiman is a defensive coach. He will figure it out in a game. He feels like the reason they lost the first game to TCU is they couldn't get off the field in the second half and get his offense back out there. It was long, sustained drives by TCU, which is you want what you want to do. You don't want to give up the big play against TCU. You want to make them work for it over several plays. If Kansas State in this game can go a 15 to 20, a 20-minute stretch out of 60 in this game where they give up three or seven points over 20 minutes, I think they win this game. I think they do, and they've done that a lot. Even in some of the higher-scoring games they've played where teams have scored, West Virginia was scoring on them a couple of weeks ago, and then they stopped them. They adjusted, and it just ended for West Virginia. Same thing with Kansas. We've seen that in many of their games this year. Again, the most impressive adjustment was against Texas. They didn't look like they even belonged on the field giving up 31 in the first half, and then they give up three points in the second half. So don't give up on Kansas State in this game, even if they get behind. I think it's going to be a very close game. I think it's going over the 60 points, 60 60.5 points of the total, and I think it's a toss-up game. TCU and K-State probably come right down to the last five minutes. Maybe whoever gets the ball last or whoever misses a field goal versus who makes one or an extra point versus makes one, or a conversion versus makes one. It could be one of those games. But the deciding factor in this game, I I believe strongly, if one of these teams wins this game by 10 to 17 points and has it, it would be Kansas State because they played a 20-minute stretch where they didn't give anything up. If they do that, they'll build a lead. I don't know if they can do it against TCU. TCU has been phenomenal. 
Offensively, we've just seen that over and over. But TCU struggled a couple weeks ago against Baylor, scoring points. That was a low-scoring game, 24-23, and they won, obviously, on the last second on the walk-off field goal. Pretty cool stuff. Lee Sterling will join us in just a moment. Brought to you by Joslyn's Jewelry, 95th and Antioch, online at joslynsjewelry.com. It's the jewelry you'll recommend to your friends and family. Ask for Cameron when you're in there, or Dave. They're there every day. Wednesdays and Saturdays, you can find Gary most of the time, however. In December, he works. They get very busy, and he's there. I won't say that Gary is semi-retired, but, <laughs> he, he, you know, December you don't. It's all hands on deck. Everybody's there. This is an old-fashioned Christmas for you. If you go shop at Joslin's for Christmas, it's old-fashioned. It is old-school. The sales reps are not commissioned. Everybody there is like family. It's a fun, great experience. You will love it. Joslin's Jewelry, 95th and Antioch. North Kansas City Dental, online at nkcdental.com. Make that appointment after the first of the year to get your teeth clean, get your first checkup at NKC Dental. Make the switch to the dentist you know and you trust. He is a great American, man. You want to talk about a dude that loves the red, white, and blue. Dr. Bill Bush is it. He loves the Chiefs as much as he loves America, and he is the dentist to the Chiefs players. If he's good enough for Patrick Mahomes, he's good enough for you. NKCDental.com, 816-471-2911, online at NKCDental.com. And Buck Roofing and Construction, my man Ron Buck, I think he's going to be in Dallas. I think I'll see him at the game. It's possible. He's a big K-State fan and sponsor of of Wildcat Athletics. I think, I'm not 100% sure, but I think... Ron Buck will be there. Obviously, we got too busy at work. He won't because he pays very close attention to everything that he's doing with Buck Roofing. And when it's time to get your roof inspected or a small repair or a whole new roof, I hope you'll consider Buck Roofing. You'll sleep well knowing Buck Roofing fixed the roof over your head. All right, Lee Sterling is here with his picks. Man, he is 5-1 and one on the year this year on his biggest picks. He hit Kansas State as a 45-unit play. Remember, he rates his plays from 10 to 50 units. And last week, he had a 45-unit play. It was his sixth big play of the year. It was Kansas State. They covered by nine. They were laying 11 and won by 20. Got that one. He is now five and one on his biggest picks. And he's ready to rock it again in December. Lee Sterling coming up with your picks this weekend. Hit it! The KK Has Issues Conversation is presented by... Roberts Robinson Chevrolet Buick GMC. Shop, click, drive at robertsrobinson.com. He is the Sultan of South Beach, Lee Sterling, joining us now. After another big week, he pounds the 45-unit play in college football last week, the runaway special of the year. It was Kansas State over Kansas, and it hits, and life is good. And my goodness, we got so much to go over here with all these championship games, bowl season coming up. All the playoffs down the road, and of course the Chiefs involve some big games. It is it's go time now. It's December, baby. I love it. I, I love watching games because I've seen all these teams. I think I've got a really good beat on them, and uh, I'm not going to sell games individually or daily or even by the weekend because I want people on my phone service because that way I can really monitor the injuries and also there's so many injuries. And once we get to the bowl games, you know, starting in a couple weeks. A lot of teams holding out, guys, and sometimes they wait until, you know, late the night before the next day to make the announcement. I just don't want to release the game three or four days in advance. So I think it's going to give me a better chance to win, and I think that's all about uh, what I'm all about is is taking care of my clients, giving them the best chance to win. So um, not going to have daily, weekly uh, specials, two specials, Double Down December, 
We'll get you the championship games this weekend in college football, four weeks of the NFL, and we've got 27 bowl games through December 31st. That's 297. Or if you want to get through the Super Bowl, that's the best value, 497, six weeks of the NFL, college championship games, all 33 bowl games, NFL playoffs and Super Bowl through Sunday, February 13th. Just $497. We've won 13 out of 16 weeks documented. Our big plays, no one can touch our big plays. Five and one on our big plays, 45, 50 units this year. Just one place. First two options at ParamountSports.com. Yeah, and I got wrapped up in the game when it started last week, so I didn't tweet out that that was your big play. I apologize. I was sorry. Every other one this year, um, I yeah, tweet, I out, tweet out as soon as it happens. Yep. I'm like, "This is Lee's game. Here it is. It's yep. five and one. We've documented those things all year, and I can't stress this strongly enough. People send me emails and they say, "Hey, I've subscribed to Lee, or I'm doing this." And they say, what do you think? And I say, I don't play all of Lee's games, okay? I don't play all of mm-hmm. them. Here's what I love. When when I'm thinking of a game during the week and you like right. it, I'm always on it. I'm like, okay, I like that. He right. likes that. That one I'm playing. When you play little-known games that I know nothing about, I will play those, okay? And when you play a big play, I am always on board. So this has been a good year, <laughs> and I think that's a reasonable yep. system. And some people, I think some people are like me, Lee. Like, I will not play a Wisconsin game. In any sport. Okay. I just won't. They're dead to me. Like, you can't win. Is that one of those teams you can't win? It is. For against them? It like, doesn't matter okay. what I do. I'm out. So if Lee's yeah. on a Wisconsin game, I'm not playing it. And I think everybody can yeah. kind of go that way. And I know we're not supposed to pick and choose, but for me, you're an incredible resource. You do very, very well on Appalachian State games that I'm not even looking at or thinking about. You know, but then if I see, if, if I like Oklahoma State in a given week and then you like them, I'm like, yes, that's a play. That's the one I want. Okay. And I found okay. those really, Makes really sense. hit well. Yeah, and then people who like to play everything. And, you know, I rate my games from 10 to 50 units. Am I going to hit as high a percentage on my 15 and 20 unit plays as my 35, 40, 45, and 50 unit plays? No, but we'll still, we'll still have a winning record and gives you some fun, especially during the holidays. I mean, it is so much fun. You got family around. Uh, the bowl games are, are a lot of fun. You know, it seems like even the announcers are in a pretty darn good mood. Yeah, I love that. All right, before we get started here and go over some of these picks, Lee, I want to get your thoughts on the news this week that the 12-team playoff is on. We'll have one more year of the four-team playoff, but it's going to be 12, and I know a lot of this is set up to benefit the SEC, which is fine. I have not read in the fine print that each conference champion is in, but I think that needs to be in there. The five big conference champions should all be in. I don't think they've written that in there yet. I'm a strong believer in that because I've seen teams that lose three or four games because they lose their quarterback early or midseason, and then they're really good teams at the end of the year, but they don't get the benefit of that because they've had a quarterback problem of some sort. Then they go win their league or their title game. Those teams should all be in, but I've not seen that in the fine print. 12's a weird number to me. Eight seems perfect. 16 would be good. 12's odd. I think that benefits the SEC for obvious reasons, but your thoughts on a 12-team playoff coming? I think it's too much. Um, 16, definitely not way too much. If you're a fan, can you travel four weeks or three out of four weeks, you know, during the holiday season costly? Um, I just think it's too tough on fans. And then 12, you know, you got buys. I think that's no good. I'll pick eight. Eight is perfect. Eight. One versus eight, two, seven, three, six, and five, four. I think that's, that's perfect. And, you know, with four, there are some teams, you know, maybe Ohio State just had one bad game and to be left out because of one bad game uh, may not be right. So, 
top eight, you have one bad game, you're still going to get in. And and so would, and so would USC and TCU if they lost this weekend. Right. Yeah, you have your five conference yeah. champions, is the way I do it, and three at large. I've been saying that for 30 years. And then here we are, and they're yeah. going from four to 12, which is bizarre. But at least you're in. I think what they want to do is try to get two SEC teams in the top four and get buys for those teams. Yeah. And two more of the 12, I think they want a third of this thing every year. I think the SEC thinks they're going to have at least four teams in. You know what they want? They want more money. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and they, and they want to win more titles. Bottom line, that's 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 the main thing. That's what it's all about. Yeah, I don't think there's and, any question about yeah, it. I do think the more games, it is good for the viewers too. Right. Okay. So uh, yeah. you and I will both agree, one hundred percent. Georgia and Michigan in are in, even if they lose. Correct. Yep. Is TCU in if they lose? I don't think so. Wow. And and I just don't think that. I don't think there's there's a path for them unless. Um, USC loses. Then yeah, in. USC would probably have to lose also. Yeah, yep. and but you know what they're saying is TCU's in no matter what, and I think they're thinking that in Fort Worth. And I and I said this, I, I won't, I won't try to tell them that's wrong, but if that's the case, that's something new. I mean, that would be right. that would be remarkable for TCU to lose this game and still be in the playoff. I don't see it. <laughs> you think they'd rather have Ohio State or Alabama? Ohio State, yeah. I think it's in the one loss. He lost, Alabama lost two games, Kevin. I mean, that's it's just you they know did. losing one game is one thing, but losing two, you know, that's okay. the difference. So let me rephrase it. Yep. Do you think that's Alabama? My opinion, do you think Alabama is one of the four best teams in the country? Uh, spread wise, yes. Yeah, I think spread wise, so they'd too. be favored, of course, yeah, over everyone except for Georgia. But I, yes. you know, you got you got to do what you think is right. Yeah. I, I, the Alabama's losses, I, I'm not counting them out. I know they've basically everybody says they're out. I can't count them out. These are human beings making the decision. We don't know what the final scores are going to look like this weekend in these championship sure. games. Alabama lost by one in overtime on a two-point conversion at LSU, and they lost by mm-hmm. three at Tennessee in the game of the century for the Volunteers, right. honestly. I mean, that's, yeah. they're four yeah. points that's, away from Tennessee 12 Tennessee couldn't play that way again if they played 100 times. No, no, I agree. So I, yeah. I, think, so. I think it's to be determined. Mm, not, not Alabama. Anything can happen, I'm, but I—I I, I just think everybody. I know you're not an Alabama fan. I just think it's tough to put a two-two loss team in. I agree. Or a one-loss I, I think th- I think they should be disqualified from the thing with two losses. I'm not arguing mm, with you at all. I right. agree with you. I'm just—I'll believe it when I see it because those are really okay. good losses. And and I think if you ask right. the question of people, who are the best four teams? I think Alabama is in the top four. I would agree with you. Yeah. So and, until and if, as long as human beings are helping decide, it's going to be this, fun to see how it plays. Out. I don't really. I haven't watched any of the Tuesday night ratings. You know where they come out with the top right. twenty five, but I will watch this Tuesday. There you go. <laughs> yeah. There yep. you go. Okay, it's double down December. Here we go, and we're going to pick some games, and we'll start with Michigan and Purdue in the Big Ten championship game. So, got to give Michigan a lot of credit. I thought the game plan and the execution was amazing. They went down, I think it was twice by a touchdown, and didn't blink. They were without play Corm for most of the game. I think he played the first series or two. If he plays in this game, he's not 100%. I just think Purdue's going to come to play here. The game is indoors. Helps, I think, the better passing team. But people think of Purdue... As a, just a passing team, they use a pass like a lot of teams use a run. They slowly matriculate down the field. Um, a lot of times just getting first downs by a yard or two, 
taking their time. They don't want to have 12, 14 possessions in this game. They want to control the clock, and they have for, uh, I think it's almost 33 minutes of every uh, game, 33 out of every 60 minutes. So that's pretty impressive for a passing team. And I think there's maybe a slight letdown here for the Wolverines after that big win against their rival. And then on top of that, Aiden O'Connell, the quarterback, uh, playing for his brother who passed away. We don't know the circumstances of of his passing away, but if I was playing for my brother, I, I'd play probably out of my mind here. I think Michigan wins 34-31, but I think Purdue's going to cover. All right, I'll be in Dallas Saturday with my sons. Spence flying in from Phoenix. Cameron driving up from Austin. It's father and sons for K-State TCU <laughs> in the Big 12 title game. The Wildcats are a two-and-a-half-point underdog. Love it, and that's that's what it's all about, building memories here. Should be a great game. I mean, Will Howard, since he started, 13 touchdowns, two interceptions in less than half the season, averaging 9.3 yards per attempt. Those numbers are staggering. That shows you how they're pushing the ball down the field. And Max Duggan, 29 touchdowns, just three interceptions. And he didn't start the year as a starter. Came in in the first game and and uh, just looked great in the second half. And he also chips in with five TD runs, two opportunistic teams, two top 10 turnover margin teams. That's why they've fared so well. I think the difference here might be a, maybe like a receiver like Quentin Johnson. This kid, 6'4", mm. almost unguardable. He was banged up last week, but he could be closer to 100%. Might give Kansas State fits here. I'm hearing he might be going top 10, top 12 of the draft. He's that good. And, you know, winning close games and finishing strong are really good characteristics for a team uh, to have. And I think sometimes the odds makers undervalue that to some degree here. I think it's going to go back and forth. I think TCU is going to find a way. They continue unbeaten, 35-30. You know, we live here in Kansas City, Lee, and we're very critical of the pro sports teams here, and nobody seems to ever be critical of the coaches of college teams. I would simply ask the question, how did the coaches at TCU and Kansas State start other quarterbacks than the two that are starting for their team now for game one? (laughs) It's shocking. Yeah. Just shows you sometimes not much difference between these guys. and um, (laughs) Pretty big difference at (laughs) K-State. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right now there is. Yeah. Right now. Well, right now it's both schools. Right. Both schools. But yeah. just shows you shows you the talent, and that's why some of these kids will transfer out. Let's say Will Howard didn't get a chance. He could have gone somewhere next year and and been one of the top five quarterbacks in college football. So, you know, Justin Fields, you know, left Georgia, went to Ohio State, top yeah. pick in the draft. It was pretty shocking that Will Howard didn't transfer out last year. As soon as they brought Adrian Martinez in, I'm surprised Howard didn't just say, I'm out of here. I'm gone. I'm, well, this is maybe ridiculous. no one would have taken him. Do you think you think he wouldn't have been a hot commodity? Not a hot commodity, no, but he's 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 a, a physical enough athlete and specimen and arm thrower that he would have played somewhere. It wouldn't. It maybe would have been oh, below K-State. He wouldn't have played somewhere, but I, I, I'll tell you when I'm wrong. I didn't no. see this at all. No, neither did Howard. I. No, we, nobody saw it. Yeah. No, nobody saw it. Yeah. He, I mean, he may be... New Mexico State's quarterback right now. I'm not saying he was going to transfer to Auburn, right? You know, but he'd have played right. somewhere. I mean, the kids obviously can play. Now, does he have? He, does he have? He has how much eligibility? Yeah, two left? more years left. Okay. Has he played three years? This is his. Yeah. Well, he's got the. He had the red shirt. He's played in a couple of seasons. He played in 13 games before this year and showed nothing. Oh, I know that. I know <laughs> nothing. that. Nothing. And now I was just trying to figure out if, if he's been around for three or four years so far. Yeah, they were they were trying to redshirt him this year. I'm like, well, what, what the heck is that? I, I don't even understand. They're trying to make him a six-year player. They have the, the oh, top. Oh, double true. I mean, there, there's a couple of players. I don't know if you know this in college football, played seven years. 
coach football. It can happen. COVID COVID did that. All right. Okay, on to the pros. The Eagles are a a five-and-a-half-point favorite against the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee is under the radar. They are like the Vikings of the AFC. All they do is win and cover. They've won eight of the last nine games against the spread, won seven to nine straight up. The only two losses were to your Chiefs by three points, NOT, and the Bengals by four. Now, Philadelphia is 10 and one, but they're just six and five against the spread. They will face a Tennessee defense that really started to lock down on people, uh, have not given up more than 20 points in each of the last eight games. In fact, during that time, held opponents just 13.8 points per game. The Eagles do have the number three rushing attack, but the Titans are number three in run defense. I think the wrong team's favorite. I think Tennessee wins outright 27-23. Ooh, love that one. Niners yep. and your Miami Dolphins, who are amazingly fun to watch. So are, are people have to be watching the Dolphins, Kansas City this year. Yeah. Because the hill gone, going over there. Yeah. And I think they're really excited. So everyone's talking about how is San Francisco going to defend Tua Hill and Waddle? Maybe just as big of a question mark is how is Miami going to guard Debo Samuel, who is big, strong, athletic, fast? I mean, they line him up in the slot wide at running back. He might even throw here. He is a really tough guy to guard and bring down. Then on top of that, Miami's not faced a tight end with the skill set of George Kittle. Maybe the biggest problem for Miami here is they're depleted at left tackle. I don't think their best starting left tackle Armstead will play in this game, so they don't have anyone to block Nick Bosa. And uh, traveling west, and I just think that San Francisco is better on the offensive and defensive lines. They went up front here, San Francisco 31-24. Okay, and the Kansas City Chiefs at the Bengals. Justin Reed, the Chiefs' safety that they got this offseason, said all he's heard since he got in Kansas City from everyone on the team was this was the one game they wanted to win in the regular season. Can you believe that? Yep. I can. I think this is, this is their circle game. And, you know, people can say, Oh, you know, just want to play them. Look at, they were going through the motions last week where the chiefs won at one for six in the red zone. They had 350 total yards. It was like they were going through the motions here. Uh, Cincinnati just have not been able to develop that pass rush. Uh, only 17 sacks on the season, and Kansas City, 35 sacks. So I think they're going to get to Joe Burrow. I don't think that offensive line is up uh, to where they think it, it should be if they want to get to the playoffs and do some damage there again. I think they got lucky last year. Everything just happened to roll their way. And just think that uh, this Kansas City defense is, is underrated and the young guys in the secondary, I think they might step up for the challenge here. I like Kansas City. 35-25. All right, the free play of the week, the game of the week, is the University of Georgia against LSU in the SEC title game. Lee Sterling will give that to you absolutely free if you call him at 800-400-9741. Dial it right now, 800-400-9741, and Lee Sterling will be more than happy to give you Georgia and LSU. I think most people think, hey, Georgia's going to win this game, but that's a ton of points. Yep. You see something here you like? I don't think I don't think there's something I like. I think there's something I love. This is a client play. Don't always give out client plays as free plays, but they want to get it. Just call 800-400-9741. And two ways to get involved. 13 out of 16 winning weeks documented. Five and one on our 45 and 50 unit plays documented this year. Double down December. Everything college football in the NFL. 
through December 31st, 297. And I mean, the smartest way to go is 497 through the Super Bowl. Get the last six weeks of the NFL season, all the 33 college football bowl games, NFL playoffs, and Super Bowl, just 497. First two options up and available right now, ParamountSports.com. And maybe tell the wife or the girlfriend you want this for Christmas. This is what I want for Christmas. Right. I want right. to win games for Christmas. <laughs> or vice versa. Yeah. Vice versa. Right. <laughs> Let me tell you, I have more women clients betting games now. Than Look ever. what's going on in your family. Oh, God, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Jessica's bet twice as many games as me this year. Now, she doesn't bet as much as I do, but she's bet twice yep. as many games. It's insane. So that's what's happening. It's becoming legal around the country, and you're finding women are becoming more and more your clients. Right. And then both of my daughters, both of their boyfriends wager. They're wagering with them. We went to the hockey game uh, Saturday night and saw the Panthers in the Blues game. And uh, I've never seen a group of kids more excited when you won an over. I mean, it was like we won the Super Bowl. So That's awesome. Um, that, that makes it even more fun. You go into a game or watching yes. a game, you can wager on it and hopefully win. Yes, 100%. So I'm going to do it. I probably... Won't bet on TCU just because the line is so close and maybe at the game. I think that's, I, I, I want to say that's the right play, but I think I'm going to go with my heart in that one for a very small amount just because I'm going to. Oh, I got something. I got something on Friday and something on Saturday. Uh, I think you're, everyone's going to want to be on board. Just one place, ParamountSports.com. Thank you, Lee. Let's have a great weekend, buddy. You're the best. Thanks, Kevin. All See right. you. Take care. There's Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com to recap. His plays here for you at KKHI. He's got Purdue plus the 16.5 against Michigan in the Big Ten game. TCU minus 2.5 against Kansas State. He likes the Tennessee Titans outright to win, getting 5.5 points against the Eagles. He likes the Niners minus 3.5 against the Dolphins and the Chiefs minus 2.5 against Cincinnati. His free play of the week is Georgia LSU. If you call him at 800-400-9741, he will give you that play. His double down December is on. Lee Sterling is an incredible 5-1 and one this year in his big plays. His uh, college blowout of the year last week was Kansas State over Kansas. It covered by nine points. That put him to 5-1 and one on his biggest plays of the year. He is three games over 500 with the patrons on Thursday nights on the free picks over there. Good stuff from Lee Sterling this year. Always appreciate and enjoy talking football with my man Lee Sterling. Brought to you by Back9 Development. Online at back9development.com. If you have an idea, a piece of real estate, or a development project that you'd like to speak with somebody who really knows how to do this, if you have a dream, TJ is your guy. You know, even if you're from financing, design, everything from the very start to finish, Back 9 Development can work with you on your project. Great custom home builder, does commercial properties, renovates downtowns, things of that nature. 785-236-0161, back9development.com. The Blue Mount Hotel in Goolsby's in Manhattan. If you're traveling to Manhattan for business or if you want to have a conference around something going on at the university, this is the place to have it. The Blue Mount Hotel is locally owned and operated. It is a beautiful hotel right on the corner of campus and Aggieville. It is new, has oversized rooms, conference facilities, and Goolsby's is in there. Restaurant, indoor entertainment center. There is no place like the Blue Mount Hotel in Goolsby's in Manhattan online at bluemonthotel.com. And Tim Cross, my buddy over at Cross Kitchens KC. If you're thinking about new countertops, new flooring, any kind of remodel or redesign in your home, crosskitchenskc.com. All right, I'm off for Dallas. I'm headed there. My sons are both coming into Dallas. It's me and the boys. Saturday for Kansas State TCU in the Big 12 title game. 
We'll let you know how that goes. Maybe take a couple of pictures. You can follow us on Twitter a little bit. It should be an awful lot of fun. And I can't wait to get there and see if the Cats can win a Big 12 title, which I think is a pretty darn big deal. So we're looking forward to that. Hope you have a fantastic weekend. Really great weekend. And we will be up and running with the Chiefs post-game podcast on Sunday after the Chiefs-Bengals game. It's such a big game and so much ramifications for that. That'll be our weekend edition of KKHI this weekend. That will be me, not Spence. That's me, not Spence. I'll be doing a Chiefs post-game podcast, what, around 6.30 or so on Sunday night. Uh, It'll probably be up by 6.30 or 7 o'clock. So Chiefs post-game coming up Sunday night is our weekend edition, which is always brought to you by EE Outdoor, online at eeoutdoor.com. And Cornerstone Property Management and Home Buyers, um, just a tremendous operation they've got and great things that they do on, on so many levels. It's homeswithcornerstone.com, homewithcornerstone.com. Appreciate them being our weekend sponsors, and that will be our weekend podcast Sunday after the Chiefs game at KKHI. Thanks for listening to Kevin Keatsman Has Issues. Presented by Roberts Robinson Chevrolet Buick GMC. To get exclusive patrons-only podcasts, receive a weekly newsletter, and attend in-person patrons-only parties, visit kkhasissues.com and become a patron today. This has been a production of Crooked Tail Media Incorporated. (laughs) 